PFF NFL Daily. Today we're going to do a little look back here, Sam, because it's free agency time almost. It, you know, we're on our way. We got our top 100 over at PFF.com. So we're going to look forward with free agency soon. But let's look backwards at last year's free agency. Who are the biggest winners and losers now that we uh, have a season under our belt? Couple players that you highlighted in an article breaking this down over at PFF.com. Players that are playing this weekend, particularly for the Bengals. So let's go through some of the winners so far from last year's free agency. Yeah, I really think the Bengals are one of the, the biggest winners from last year's free agency and one that you wouldn't necessarily have seen coming. You know the way sometimes when you do these retrospectives, um, there are ones that look like good moves at the time and they, they panned out and it's exactly the way you expected it to go. And the opposite is true as well. There are moves that looked bad at the time and are ultimately proved out that way. The Bengals made a bunch of moves that didn't look amazing, or at least looked kind of like lateral moves, maybe. Almost all of them have panned out beautifully. Um, Trey Hendrickson was the biggest one. They they couldn't get Carl Lawson signed long-term or were prepared to sort of, didn't want to pay him as much as he wanted to be paid, were prepared to let him walk. They replaced him with Trey Hendrickson and spent a lot of money to do it. It was a four-year, $60 million deal. Um, so it's not like they kind of cheaped out, you know, massively downgraded the, the contract to go from Lawson to Hendrickson. But the Hendrickson move looked like one that it kind of had regression written all over it, right? He was coming off a career year um, in which it was by far his best pass rushing performance. But even that pass rushing performance didn't quite live up to the sack numbers. The sack numbers, I think, flattered his performance a little bit. So you're like, that's a guy who could easily take a step back next year. But he hasn't. He's backed up a career year with an even better career year, has more sacks, more pressures, a, a better pressure rate, a better PFF grade, and they've absolutely knocked that one out of the park. And then they they did the same kind of thing in their secondary. They let William Jackson walk, who's been, you know, one of the better corners in the NFL at his best. They replace him with Chidobe Awuzie and with uh, Mike Hilton in the slot. They did get a bit cheaper when they were doing it this way. But both those guys have been fantastic. Awuzier was one of the top five corners in the NFL over the regular season. Mike Hilton has been one of the best slot corners for years. Um, you know, made a huge play the other week. I, they, they've absolutely nailed those free agent moves. Yeah, these moves maybe got lost in a little bit of the offseason discourse when talking about the Cincinnati Bengals because it was all about Jamar Chase versus Panay Sewell and fixing that offense and fixing that offensive line for Joe Burrow. But yeah, absolutely, these moves helped transform this Bengals defense, made big plays, uh, you know, when when needed, as you mentioned. And it is fascinating that they gave up those two you know, draft, uh, two players that they drafted who are finishing their first contract in Carl Lawson and William Jackson. And so far, it looks like they upgraded and also stayed healthy with Trey Hendrickson, where Carl Lawson has really, unfortunately, battled injuries and did again this year with the Jets. A uh, couple of the other signings that you broke down here that were, you know, some are a little bit cheaper. Some are those bigger deals. Those Bengals ones were bigger deals that have panned out so far. Casey Hayward, that's a no brainer that we had to put on there, right? I mean, one year, two and a half million dollars going to the Raiders, coming off a down year, bouncing back uh, in the system where he was familiar. And uh, look, when you take a look at Casey Hayward's entire career, we're talking about one of the more underrated players in the NFL because he's just always been really good outside of that 2020 season. Yeah, and one of the best. I mean, he was one of the corners of the last decade and then came off a truly rough season with the Chargers his last year there. And at that point, he's 31 years old. He plays in this zone system. 
He's maybe started to slow down. You can understand why there wasn't a big market for him, but he showed this year that he can bounce back and be, you know, maybe he's not scheme diverse anymore. Maybe you don't want him playing man coverage all the time, but in that kind of scheme, this zone heavy system, he was still a fantastic corner. And, you know, the first sort of five weeks of the season, he was the best graded corner in the, in the league. Didn't quite live up to that down the rest of the year, but was still a definitely a quality starting corner. And, you know, even if you didn't need a number one, for example, this year in free agency, you could sign him as a an absolute quality second starter and be in a really good spot. As we look forward to free agency and there's teams like the Giants, maybe the Dolphins and maybe the Bengals once again, thinking about revamping their offensive line. Go back to the Chargers blueprint from last year, one of our favorite storylines. They got to start this thing from scratch. You get Corey Lindsley at center. You, they eventually drafted Rashawn Slater at, at left tackle, but it was the Matt Filer signing, Sam, that we loved. We said, look, he could play guard. He could play tackle. He's played both at a high level. They get him for three years, $21 million, and he performed extremely well, and he was just an underrated you know, not even a highly ranked, highly touted free agent who just always played football well and was a big part of that rejuvenated Chargers offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think we liked all three of those moves that they made, but this is the kind of the lowest price one, right? This is the cheapest, the, the best value that they got out of it. Lindsley was fantastic this year as well. Um, Rashawn Slater is, is already looking like a top five left tackle in the NFL as a rookie. So all those moves have been fantastic. It's it, everything they did on that offensive line basically worked out. But yeah, Filer, he was just one of these guys that's going to come in and he had a history in Pittsburgh of playing multiple different positions, guard, right tackle. You know, the, the Chargers ended up needing right tackle this year as well and didn't put him there, but they had the option to, right? And whether he was going to play guard, whether he was going to play right tackle, he was almost certainly going to upgrade massively a spot for that Chargers offensive line and do it at a much lower price point than some of these other guys. Now, you know, Filer, he had two rough games to end the season. I know there's a lot of guys or a lot of Chargers fans or a lot of people that didn't think he played well because, you know, in a couple of big primetime games, he didn't. But over the course of the season, he was a really good run blocker and really didn't give up much uh, in pass protection either. 25 pressures on over 700 pass blocking snaps. All right, we'll get to some of the signings that weren't as good, but don't forget, only four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. That means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? Well, you can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So dra download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF get, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. It's promo code PFF for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 rate required. And one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we move on to the bad picks, you did add Cordero Patterson and Arden Key. Patterson, one year, $3 million. Arden Key, one year, $1 million. I mean, those are the types of signings. It's not going to happen that first day of free agency, the second day of free agency. We're not even going to write about it as the big splash plays, but these are the deals that pay off big time. Cheap players, second, third opportunities, and, you know, great production. 
Yeah, I mean, Patterson has genuinely genuinely been one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL this season. So to find a guy like that randomly, you just unlock the potential of a superstar and you brought him in there for $3 million as like a gimmick offensive player, a core special teams guy, and the greatest uh, returner of kickoffs in NFL history. Like they just stumbled into that and that's incredible value for them. But the Arden Key one is really interesting because you, you sign that guy one year, one million, which is basically veteran minimum type of money. Um, and it's not even like, like Key isn't where Patterson is. He hasn't been one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL, hasn't been a dominant force, but he's been a good, useful pass rusher who's made some you know big plays late in the season for them. But to get like a positive, you know, productive rotational body for $1 million, like it's just, it's a steal. I mean, guys are, those are the sort of spots that teams are trying to find year on year. You know, a guy that can give you uh, a few hundred snaps and rush the passer and give you 30 pressures and just kind of fill in and chip in as a, an edge rushing force. And most teams don't get there. The 49ers stumble into a guy like that and, and it costs them almost nothing. Meanwhile, on the other side, the bad signings, Arden Key's making a million dollars. You have Bud Dupree, who signed for five years, $85 million with the Tennessee Titans. Wide receiver, Corey Davis. And then wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, all on your list here, Sam. Yeah. Um, the Bud Dupree thing was one of those moves that you could see coming at the time, right? The guy has one season in his NFL career that has a PFF grade above 61. Like 61 is basically bang average. You know what I mean? If you played 50 snaps and did nothing, like you would get like, that's where you start. So he's basically had one above average year in his entire career. And even that year probably got flattered in terms of sack numbers versus how productive he actually was. This year, he's been banged up. He hasn't played that much. But even when he has played, he hasn't generated pressure at all, which has been a consistent theme throughout his NFL career. His pressure rate this season, 134th. Uh, just amongst pass rushers. So, I mean, that's catastrophic. And you're paying this guy to be one of the most productive pass rushers in the NFL. Kenny Galladay is a similar story. The Giants gave him a $72 million contract. Again, injuries. But he played like almost 700 snaps. And the left tackle had more receiving touchdowns than Kenny Galladay did. So these are just, these are just moves that haven't happened yet. Yeah, Galladay, it didn't feel like he was out there that much because, you know, the Giants had a ton of other injuries and Galladay still not very productive, only caught 37 of his 75 targets. Uh, maybe it wasn't a right fit for Daniel Jones and a bad offensive line. Galladay's got to get down the field, run those deeper routes, need somebody to throw it up for him to to make plays. But even that as a skill set, I guess, isn't really ideal if you have to rely on that so much. Corey Davis, as we mentioned drops like crazy a lot of them led to interceptions he was not able to elevate rookie zach wilson um and then you i love that you threw this in uh the poor carolina panthers you had to attack him at the end here sam you mm -hmm. threw in sam donald's the trade to also pick up his uh, sam donald's fifth year option for 18.9 million dollars while also day one signing pat elfline for three years 11.5 million dollars elfline and donald both had never really played well in the NFL and they got paid a ton of money and also didn't play well this year. Yeah. And emblematic of this just confusing strategy for the Carolina Panthers. Like I don't quite understand any of the moves that they are prioritizing as, you know, these are things we have to do to move this team forward. The Sam Darnold thing, they're not alone, right? I don't want to make this like it was just the Panthers that thought this. There was a school of thought that 
Sam Darnold was actually a guy that could be salvaged, and it was just the Jets that made him look bad. No, it turns out this is Sam Darnold. Like, whether it's with the Jets, whether it's at the Panthers, this is who he is right now. Going after him and trading for him was questionable. Picking up his fifth-year option once you've done that was even more questionable. And then to try and fix the weak the weakness that was going to hold him back, the offensive line, you go after Pat Elfline and, and Cam Irving as well. It was just... These are moves that were never likely to pan out, and they haven't. So we're highlighting these because we're going to be talking plenty of free agency in the coming weeks, and there's a little bit to learn here. If guys have not been productive to this point and they get big contracts, really tough to rely on them breaking out once they get their new deal. Go check out the whole article over at PFF.com. It's a PFF, NFL Daily. PFF.